happy Friday. Welcome to Champagne Channeling. I am so excited to relax with you and enjoy loose, candid conversation with my featured guest. As another week has passed, I'd like to invite the energy of Freya, a Nordic goddess whose name means Friday. She represents fun and celebration. I deeply honor the medium and the human experience. As much as I surrender and serve spirit, I also choose to indulge and serve myself by enjoying the finer things in life, one of which is champagne accompanied by the perfect glass. So grab your favorite glass, fill it with a beautiful beverage that lights you up, sit back and enjoy. I am so happy you're here. Cheers to a beautiful spirit-led weekend. Hello, everyone. Welcome to Champagne Channeling. Happy Friday to you. Today, I have my dear friend, Amanda Gale, who is an evidential medium. I met her through Danielle Serenk's Spirit Circle, Spirit Collective, and we uh, we just hit it off. I think, Amanda, you were you were drawn to me. At some, there's some story behind it, but before we go into that, welcome. I'm so excited to introduce everyone to you. You are just a firecracker, and I love my time with you, so welcome. Oh, ditto. And you know what? I'm just holding up a mirror. <laughs> so I feel the same way about you. And uh, yeah, I love I love just talking with you. I, I love the energy that's created when you and I speak. So yes. and when we when we don't speak, it's still flowing. There's been many times where you've reached out, I've reached out, we we kind of have this uh sisterhood a little bit. Like you got my back, I got your back, and we'll check on each other and like, how did you know? <laughs> yeah. Which is funny because I, I mean, I can't wait to be able to hug your, your physical body and say hello to you in that manner. But it's so funny because essentially I've never met you. Yeah. <laughs> so, no. Yeah. But no. it's amazing what um, kindred souls and kinships and stuff can happen just because of an energetic connection. Yes. So just um, if, you, if you don't mind, tell the listeners where you are in the world and what you do. Okay. Well... Uh, I'm an evidential medium. That's um, kind of what I'm known for the most, I think, because that's what I started uh, this journey in mediumship. Um, but like like I told you a little earlier, it, it's branching out into so much more because for me, it's always been about the healing, not just the evidence. Yes. And so... Um, yeah, so I offer a lot of things, which um, kind of my mantra has been uh, to be able to serve the needs of the soul in front of me at that moment with whatever gifts and tools I have available um, and at the ready at that moment. And so a lot of times it's mediumship, it's uh, me tuning into their soul, so doing uh, psychic readings. Um, and then a lot of energy work has been um, kind of culminating. <laughs> uh, so we've been doing a lot of Reiki and uh, guided meditation. So I used to say I am an evidential medium until my guides one day told me while they were speaking to me, you're more than just a medium. 
now I understand that. Back then I was kind of freaked out. I was like, great. I finally get to do something. I finally found something I'm completely passionate about. And now you're just going to take it from me and give me something else. Like I was getting a little pissed. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I love it. And, And did you say where you're at? Nope. Uh, I am in a little town on the, uh, in the, um, oh my gosh, I just, I almost said the Pacific Ocean, the Puget <laughs> Sound, the Puget Sound in Washington, a little town <laughs> called Edmonds. <laughs> oh my God. And I see you taking a sip of your beautiful cocktail. What are you drinking? Oh, it's, it's my favorite glass. Um, it's the San Pellegrino lemon. Oh, fancy. Yeah. Yeah, well, I, I hope you don't mind. I have a little rosé. I'm going to join you. I adore wine and I love champagne. My body, not so much. Oh, really? Yeah. So, uh, but oh man, if I could have a non-alcoholic red wine, that oh. just like that. Oh, I would drink it like grape juice. <laughs> really? Oh my gosh. I think that there, there was a brand somebody told me about recently that, and now I'm going to space it, but when I, when I get it, I'm going to get it to you because if you really truly love that, like red wine taste, there's a red wine out there that is non-alcoholic that my friend swears by because she right. can't drink any red wine. Um, but same, same thing, body reaction, yeah. but cheers. And I love your favorite glass. Thank uh, you for joining me today. Happy Friday. Yeah. <laughs> What's funny though, is since I've been doing this work full time, I'm always surprised when people say like, oh, it's Friday or the weekend, because I don't have a weekday weekend anymore. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I know. Right. I love it. I love that freedom of being able to break out of that like social norm. Yes. You celebrate every day. I do. (laughs) Uh, One thing I love about you and I want everyone to know is you are so good at group readings and I still to this day am scared of them. And you know, they don't light me up like they light you up. I I watch you work and the energy just gets so magnified and you're so good at it. And uh, Amanda does, she'll once in a while, she'll get on Instagram and just open up and say, anybody wants to log on? Like, this is, this is what I'm doing today at two o'clock. And there's been times where I'm like spying, like I'm watching and she knows I'm on and she's like, get on here. And (laughs) I I didn't want to one time, but I kept getting um, messages and I was cooking tacos at my oven. I had my hair on a bun. I was like, had workout clothes on. And it was interesting because I don't think I ever would have, if you weren't like, like Jenny, like you can do this. And then it ended up working out beautifully. But that is something I admire so much about you is that you have the confidence to just go all in and like put yourself out there, even on Instagram. Like it's not, I do spirit messages. She does straight up mediumship readings on Instagram. And it's, if you ever are around when she's doing one, you have to hop on. It's pretty profound. Yes. I just think that's so funny to me. One, that it looks like I'm confident to do that because it just feels completely natural. I'm like, well, am I supposed to be accessing something? Am I supposed to be nervous? No, I'm excited. I think I was born with a microphone in my hand. Like I just put me on a stage, give me, you know, a hundred people or so. And I love it because I am... Uh, I have always been um, a responder. And so to be able to be in the presence of um, hungry, anticipatory people and those faces, yes. it's like, yes, yes it's this beautiful response um, yeah. that I get to, you know, do. And so it, it seems so simple to me. And I've always, oh, I know I had one in here too. We're oh. gotten gnats away. I know <laughs> yeah. they're after my wine. I'm like, not today. <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah, I mean, because I, I've seen you, you know, when you do your classes and when you have done, uh, when me and you have even done readings together, the, the confidence that you exude naturally, uh, it's surprising to me that getting in front of a different group in a different manner would somehow make you nervous. I'm like, no, you two are made to be up there. What are you doing? <laughs> I, I feel that. I do feel that. I think, you know what it is, is as Gordon Smith said, mediumship is so inconsistent Mm -hmm. and I am very hard on myself and I'm, you know, I struggle with perfectionism as do I know a lot of us. And, and when I give spirit messages, um, I tend to get dialed in quickly Mm -hmm. and mediumship because of its inconsistency and because of its three parties involved, it's, uh, who comes through isn't always exactly who the sitter wants to hear from or vice versa. And I, I get unsettled with that response sometimes because I am, I think more heavy on the psychic, which I said this in my last interview and the person was like, uh, no, you're a good medium, which I already feel you're going to be like, Jenny, stop it. (laughs) Yes, absolutely. However, I think that one of them is just a little more comfortable for us than the other. Exactly. When I first started doing this work, I didn't want to have anything to do with psychic work because of the connotation that I had in my, you know, mind about what that meant uh, based on my, you know, history. And so I didn't want to be that because I knew it as being something that could be manipulative, um, could be, uh, you know, charlatan. And to Mm. me, it was always about future predictions. Mm. So that's why I was like, oh, I don't want to do that. No, no, no. I don't need to develop that. I, I got the mediumship thing. I don't care. I don't need that. But that's so interesting. Yeah. And and spirit made it very clear. No, you're getting both and you're going to do it this way no matter what. And so my readings are a mix of both. Yeah. And, uh, and and I can, we can set the intention to only do psychic work or only do mediumship work. However, I don't want to stifle anything that's going to flow from the world of spirit. So. (laughs) Yeah. Oh gosh. I love that. Um, And you, I, when I do watch you work, I do feel the dance between the two. Um, it's, it's interesting though. And, and by the way, Amanda is joining us, uh, at Jouvois retreat in September. So she will be there and she's going to be there, um, helping facilitate on all the days, but mainly on the last day, which is awaken. And that is where you get to lean into the spirit within and your guides. And we're really going to work on, um, you know, or no, not awaken. I'm so sorry. The first day is awaken. The second day is a line getting in with the body. And the third day is ascend. And ascend is about just getting very familiar with the spirit, the energy around us. Um, we are, our spirit's 70% outside of our body. And that's just so crazy. And so to, to really detach from the fact that we are just body, like we're spirit first, then we're body. And Amanda's going to help us understand that. And she is going to use her magic on everyone there. We have, uh, we have four spots left, so it's filling up, which is super exciting. And I am so excited to be a part of this retreat because it's it's nothing that I ever uh, would have really believed that I could actually be a part of in, in my past life, right? You know, because it was just where my confidence was. And because my confidence was always in myself and I was like, oh yeah, but I know what I think inside of this head. So I can't possibly you know, be this person, right? But since I've been working with the world of spirit, it's so different because yeah. uh, like I, I, when people comment on like uh, my mediumship, as far as how right on I was, or, oh, you were so right. And I went home and I talked to my mom and blah, you know, all of those kind yeah. of things. I'm like, that's great. But to me, that's the, sh- the like... 
that's the showmanship portion of what it is that we do. It's like, here's the evidence and here's the thing so that we can get to, you know, go on yes. through the soul, right? And so when people talk to me about after their reading and how they felt and uh, how it transformed their lives and things like that, those are the, those are the things that I love when people actually come and give me that compliment because yeah. it's about me. It's about the connection and the integration of my human experience and my soul experience. Yes. So there, like, there isn't even a need for confidence anymore because it is just comes naturally because I'm trusting in the world of spirit. And so it's like, people are saying, oh, look at me. I'm like, no, 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 look at them. You know, it's, uh, and so it's just this beautiful um, relationship. That's just this beautiful energy exchange. And so to be able to do and be involved in something of this magnitude, because I absolutely know this is going to be uh, spiritually life-changing for those who attend. And also what I love about you is that, like you say, that you embrace the human experience in all of the best ways. <laughs> and so I know that you're going to give that experience to other people. So to then in, in that weekend time for us to be able to show people what it feels like to be fully integrated as much as they can in that moment with yeah. their human and their soul experience. And you just, there's absolutely nothing else like it. I agree. And I love, I love that everyone is going to, that everyone here is listening to you talk and I'm like, oh my gosh, everyone's going to want a reading from you just because of your integrity <laughs> around it. Like you are so about the healing and, and yes, I mean, it does feel good when you get like names and you get that, like yeah. that evidential stuff. I mean, the, the ego is doing a happy dance. Like I nailed it. But then you, like you said, there's so much more because we want to be right, but we want to be right because we want you to believe. And then once you believe, and once you know, that's when the work starts, that's when the healing happens. And that's when your life changes. And then our life continues to change because we're like foot soldiers for spirits. Like our job is to awaken, you know, like bring the information forth. But we can't, we can't do that unless we put in the work yeah. and putting in the work is sitting with spirit and, and doing our daily practices that really don't involve anybody else but us. Yeah, exactly. And, you know, when it comes to, you know, when you're talking about the evidence stuff, it is very much like, a, okay, so in, in order to build trust mm -hmm. and um, show that you actually do know what you know, and you're hearing what you're hearing, it's almost like that's the part that you have to like, you know, put your chips in and go, look, hey, I'm willing to bet all of this, right? Yeah. That what I'm about to tell you and, and, and share with you about the um, flow of love from the other side is real. And this is how you can know, yeah. you know? And so I think that's why um, for me, you know, uh, I names and I, you know, it's funny names. People always want names or they want like that piece of evidence, like what street did we live on or something, something very specific like that. And I get excited when I get those, but for me, I'm less concerned about being um, an exact match word for word, letter for letter in my evidence uh, than I am about getting the soul and the heart of that spirit communication to their loved one in mm -hmm. a way that they can completely understand it and receive it and bring it with them. So without a doubt, yeah. Yeah. And so, you know, I, I have, when I started this out, you know, I didn't want to call myself medium. I wanted to make sure that people knew that I was an evidential medium because of that very thing. 
I am still a skeptic, which is why I think I get so excited when I get like a name or something. Cause I'm like, yes, woo, there's proof, right? You know, all the other stuff for some reason isn't quite as much, but those are the big ones. Um, but so I wanted to make sure that the evidence was um, almost a prerequisite for me delivering their messages. Okay. Mm-hmm. You give me some evidence that proves that it's you and then I'll give your messages. Yes. Okay. Yeah. I see. You're making yeah. a little, you're wheeling and dealing with the other side. <laughs> Yeah, which is so funny because every time I've tried to change anything in my development, I learned something new. Like, you know, uh, when we met with Danielle, like I I met, uh, learned so much from being in that container and learning because she was really the first medium that I ever had a chance to work with. And so um, even a lot of the things that I learned with her, I have kind of let go of, and I've gone back to the way that I was when spirit opened me up and they are my continuous mentors. So it's like, I get to meet these people um, in the physical who are going to teach me the way that they learn. And it's not necessarily for me to learn the way that they do it, but to show me that everyone is so completely different. So why are you trying to change the way you do it? You know, and uh, so it's been it's been an amazing ride with them. And I've they laugh kind of my guides when I'm like, okay, you got to give me the evidence because it's almost like the prereq. Yeah. (laughs) No, I don't blame you. Um, There's been I used to get like really sick, like nauseous sick. And um, and now that doesn't happen anymore because I just have this. I don't know if it's an agreement, but this belief that like, if, if it really goes wrong or sideways, which it never has, then I'm, I'm going to say this isn't a good fit and refund the money or, you know, and and it's not always about the money. There's been a lot of situations that I've been in where people haven't made an appointment. I've just been in a conversation, whether it be a social event or a friend of a friend or a family member, or, or actually I take that back. One thing I was taught by my first teacher is never read for family members. And the first thing I did was read for a family member and it, it, it really didn't go well. And it actually took me back a couple steps because it didn't go the way that I thought. And I didn't get the um, confirmation I needed from my loved one um, still in the human experience. And anyway, so it, if this is something you're ever interested in, just, really know that that advice should be taken and like, don't, don't read for family members. It's not worth it. Um, but aside from that, um, I, I just know that I'm comfortable saying like, I'm not the best medium in the world. Mediumship is inconsistent, but I do know, and I sure shit believe that it is real. And it like, there's been times where I have come through with profound information, names, um, you know, visuals that are without a doubt. I mean, I'll never forget doing a reading for um, clearly a Hispanic man and his mom was coming through and she was, I asked for her name and she was pointing at me and my name is Jenny. And I'm like, and so then I'm like, that can't be your name. And then I heard Maria and I was like, well, and then I wanted to question that because Maria is such a popular Hispanic name. So I was like, okay, I'm just going to be honest here. I asked her name and she kept pointing at me. And then she like kind of was annoyed and said Maria and he was start crying. And he was like, her name was Maria, but everybody called her Jenny. And I was like, what, why, <laughs> you know, but it's like, I questioned it. And I have goosebumps telling that story because we get in our own way all the time. Yeah. 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 And I think, you know, I, I probably spent the last 
at least six months uh, uh, during this work, really trying to, not even trying, I feel like it's just been, the, the wheels are moving and it's happening and I'm just kind of joining in what's already going on. But it is taking off every um, bit of restriction that has been placed on mediumship. Yep. Because I don't even like calling it mediumship. Because then it's somehow, I mean, I know that you align with this kind of um, thought process, but mediumship puts it in a framework and a box almost as though this is how you speak to people on the other side. And then that's the pretty little box. But it is just the connection that we still have to the collective from where we came. Mm -hmm. So it's like whether it comes from another soul that is over in the collective or whether it comes from our guides who are in the collective, whether we are just kind of tuning into a higher frequency um, of that collective and we're being able to see other human beings at a soul level it's all the same communication to me. And so it's like, can we just, can we not even use mediumship? This is just the, the souls. This is how we speak. This is how, how we communicate. Yes. Yeah. And it, what I've been finding more and more is like, even throughout the day, finding these very amazing coincidences, you know, all of these um, beautiful integrated moments in conversation where I know things, see things, my husband and I'll be thinking the same thought or whatever. And it's like, this is so normal now. This isn't, oh, I'm tuned in psychically or I'm getting a mediumship you know, piece of evidence or something. That's just this beautiful way of us as souls within a human body, almost like part of your awakening. Like yeah. you're awake. Yeah, I always picture like, you know, uh, Jeep owners are very popular for this. Like everyone in a Jeep or everyone on a bike. When you pass another one in a Jeep or another bike, you're going to wave a high, right? And I feel like this communication, this collective um, consciousness that we have within us when we see someone else that's also there and they also, it's like, hey, yeah. <laughs> I'm a Jeep owner too. <laughs> yeah, no, I get, I absolutely get what you're saying. And I, I do think like once you, you know, that's what all about like moving into like the fourth dimension is and and, and, and higher and higher it's, it's not a gift. And I don't think mediumship is a gift. I think that it's an awareness and it's um, an attunement and we all have accessibility to all of the things that make us in communication with spirit. Cause we are spirit first and a body second. And I just, I cannot get that across enough to people. And, and, and so I think what you're saying is, is this isn't like, this doesn't deserve its own label because it's everything it's who we are it's what we are it's how we perceive yeah yeah and just like you know in uh in the language of whatever culture that you're in there are mm-hmm. different dialects there are people who are linguists who they just love words and they use words that other people don't use on a daily basis and we have to google it when we hear someone say yeah. you know that kind of stuff it, that's how I see us in the spiritual community is that there are some of us who just really love the language and we learn languages very easily spiritually, right? And so that's that's how I see it. So I'm like, well, we say it's mediumship, then all of a sudden it becomes this box that some people have access to, some people don't. Some people fit in, some people don't. Like, and it's like, yeah, that's just, that's icky. I don't like that. <laughs> I think that's more societal too. I mean, I think that just like in the United States and probably Canada too, and I, and I don't even know, maybe worldly, but there was just um, a lot of attention on famous mediums 
And then everybody thought that there, it was just such an elitist group. And so they made the assumption that, um, that they all behave that way or acted that way or have this gift. And we do not, when there's a new wave of light workers coming in, it's like, no, this is a, this is a, an awareness that we're all invited to be a part of. And some of us are just more seasoned and, uh, you know, like, I, I feel like I've told you about my friend, Daniela, who's from Argentina. She was born a medium. She doesn't remember not being able to communicate with spirit. Did that cause her, you know, some grief along the way? I'm sure. And grief meaning like pushback from like, what, what do you mean you're playing with that little girl down the street? She has a story where she was very young and I'm going to have her on the podcast. So I don't want to take that story away from her, but um, her mom was very frustrated with her because the little girl she claimed play with was already on the other side. And so through all of this, um, I, it does make me realize that our own evolution as a spirit comes here to learn more, but the, the end game, the, the goal is to awaken for ourselves and then be an example. So others can awaken too. Yeah. Yeah. I I mean, and I've always kind of felt that. You know, and I've always felt that I was one of those, oh gosh, you know, when you start to say something and you're like, ooh, somebody doesn't know what I'm talking about. This is going to sound really like either very woo woo or very, you know, big headed or whatever. But I've always known that I was, um, uh, had a very specific job to do and I knew it was very important. And I knew that all of the trauma and drama that I was growing up in didn't fit that narrative. So it's like, I always was trying to get over what I was dealing with in the moment so I could get back to this. I want to move forward. I want to move forward. And um, so uh, one of the things that I've always had are are reoccurring dreams that have changed uh, as my spiritual ascension has gone on. And uh, what used to be um, me going out with this, knowing that I'm going to go out throughout the world and I'm going to take my time to find other superheroes is what they were in, in my dreams. Right. And I was to um, become friends with them. And then I was to help draw out their gifts. And then I was to help them learn how to use them and everything. And as the years went by, you know, now it's like, go find them, grab them, bring them here, tell them what their superpower is. Let's go. We got to go. And it's this, this uh, moving forward, this ascension. It's like uh, the ball has been rolling and, and there's momentum that's picking up yeah uh, now you understand it and now I understand it <laughs> this, uh, this group that I um the kind of like my pilot group which it's so much more because I I have no doubt you know when you meet those women that you're like we are lifelong we're in this together for the wow. rest of our lives right and so here's this group of women um that I felt drawn to that they felt drawn to me we were reaching out to each other about hey do you want to you know can I help develop you whatnot and the first time that we met, you know, we went around the room, what is your superpower? And so this goes back to mediumship looking so different and connection looking so different, you know, because we have uh, one who actually um, uh, is, uh, she can, she labels herself a witch and she actually does uh, incantations and spells and things all in the light, all in love. We have one who has the most detailed uh, meditation. She gets images and meditations that, of things to come, which whew, I just keep thinking that's a heavy one <laughs> to have. Um, you know, we have one who is able to, um, It's she's not really able to control it right now, but she's actually able to visually see the energy um, in people. Uh, like reading auras, like colors? 
it's not it the way that she described it is like I, I can't even imagine it would be like putting on 3d glasses that I've never experienced like I couldn't mm-hmm. fully grasp what she was talking about but it's like it, I think it is it's kind of pixelated colors and mm-hmm. um yeah and then we have some that are dreamers who um you know they, they get their messages through dreams some who are doing tarot so it's like it's amazing to watch all of us getting the same messages through our particular way that we communicate within our soul and it's yeah. like we're all doing the same stuff we can all have the same conversations and get the same kind of intuitiveness so this can't be a special little thing that only a few people have yeah it just needs our attention yeah. It, needs, it needs our um, intention. That's all yeah. I can say. I think that there are a lot of things that are ripping us away from putting our intention to, to, to self-develop. You know, mm-hmm. we, we focus on the surface, you know, yeah. I, the self-help industry, the multi-billion dollar industry, the coaching, I think is like $30 billion industry. So we're looking outside ourselves. We're looking outside ourselves. We're looking outside ourselves for all the answers and solutions to what? Yeah. And really we need to turn inward and go to the spirit within spirit outside. And then that's when change happens in my perception. Absolutely. I mean, I totally agree because I, you know, in the way that I see it is uh, through like authority, trying to give someone external from you authority over your life by always going to them and they have answers and they were going to protect me. They, you know, all of these things that you ascribe to someone in authority. It's like, wait a minute, this person doesn't even know my innermost being. So how can they be the authority on me? Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. So I totally agree. It's very much, um, and I know that you do the same thing when people come to me and ask me questions. It's like, well, I'm sorry to piss you off, but I got to turn it back to you and (laughs) know what you think because you have the answer. I'm not here to give you the answers. I'm here to create a a, like fertile soil for you to be able to actually go into that, trusting your own ability to get the answers, right? I'll help you along. Yes, of course. Yeah, it's always so like, you're, I have to, this just makes me giggle, but you're Scorpio, right? Oh yeah. And what, <laughs> <laughs> what is your rising? Oh, I knew you were going to ask me that. And I should have, I'm so sorry. I should remember. No, because I love astrology, but it is not a passion of mine because every time I've ever tried to like, even remember my own chart, <laughs> like dyslexia, it, it's yeah. just weird. There's yeah. a lot going on. I don't know why I yeah. love it so much, but I think it's because I use those top three a lot and I help yeah. people learn about their top three when it comes to inner child work. And so, yeah. um, it's just funny because when you're talking about that Scorpio, like I'm going to get like kind of, and I think that, so you're Scorpio and I'm cancer. We're both water and we both have that external shell and then that soft inside. Um, and then interesting enough, we were both hairstylists for a large chapter of our lives. And apparently a lot of women, uh, well, I shouldn't say women. I mean, Gordon Smith was the Bar- the medium barber I don't know what his show was oh, I actually okay. have never seen an episode of that but I yeah. adore him but he was a barber um in Scotland and he was also a medium so when you were touching people for your career especially yeah. around water and people I mean you obviously are picking up on far more than just the percentage of gray that they have <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. Because I I don't think so. You know, I just, I just started doing mediumship, uh, 
end of 2019. It literally opened up overnight for me. Same. You and I have the same timeline. Yeah. But we've been working with spirit forever. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) And so, so I can look back now and I can see how, uh, how I was always a good counsel for other people because, yes. you know, it's hard to take your own advice, but I was always a good counsel for other people because, because of my trauma and because of my connection with my spirit self. Um, I, one of the things that I did is I was really able to read energy because I needed to know if the people around me were safe or they, you know, what they were going to do. So I was always on high alert. But then I also had this deep love for people and a big heart for people. And so and it, it turned from making sure that they weren't going to harm me to me seeing them and wanting to draw out what I saw. So it's not any like surprise to me that I that I fell into hairdressing the way that I did because uh, it very much. Um, sorry, I just saw my daughter's. Friend. I saw them. That was so <laughs> and I'm like, I just lost my. It looks like they're running in like a lavender field. I don't know if that's lavender back there, oh, but it's, it's, it's Selvia. <laughs> so pretty. I was like, oh wow. Little yeah. Hallmark card behind you. Yeah, yeah. So um, I totally lost my train of thought because I was like, it, it doesn't surprise you that this is how you ended yeah. up in this profession. Yes, because that's what we do in our profession. Well, that's what I did. I mean, there were a lot of hairdressers who were just in it for the hair. For me, it was learning who the person was and then um, helping them to see themselves the way I saw them. And then then we would help to draw that out physically, right? And so uh, that's why I was so good at it is because of my connection with spirit. And very often when I would shampoo people's hair, I would all of a sudden just know what was going on in their bodies. Like, oh, this person's got, you know, a stomach ache or this person has a headache or this person's knee is aching, something to that effect. And that was actually something I sought to understand in the Christian church. So, because I uh, spent about 10 years of my adult life uh, very heavy in the Christian church, kind of in the fringes, you know, of, um, you know, I very much believed that we could heal people right there, right then and there, you know, um, and saw a lot of miracles and stuff. But, I sought a way to be able to tap into that knowing and then be able to facilitate the healing, but it always stopped short. It was always like, why do I always get to know what's going on with people? What does it matter that I know that your husband's having an affair and your left ovary has a cyst? Like, what's the point, right? <laughs> so, yeah. So when the mediumship opened up, it's like all of a sudden, that's when it, re- well, it started with Reiki. I started to learn Reiki. That's how the mediumship opened up. And then all of that flow happened. So it was like, yes, I'm receiving the energy and now I'm actually able to be the conduit to flow it out. So yeah, I, I uh, am very glad to not be doing hair anymore though. <laughs> I know. It's a hard, it is a hard yeah. profession. Yeah. I, I got burnt out on it. Like my body, ugh. And I, I, I think I'm a little bit similar to you. I, of course, wanted to bring beauty to the world. So I loved like just making hair beautiful, people feel beautiful. I love doing weddings. I you know, love doing fashion shows. And that really lit me up. But I think that it just, I didn't know how to take care of myself. So I was giving from an empty cup. Yeah. And I also, I, I don't know, there's, I don't know. I, it was 10 years to the day. And I was just happy to say goodbye. Yeah. So it was a chapter of my life that I love. I learned a lot. Um, I learned how to manage my mane of hair, my curly head, my curly yeah. thick hair. Um, and so I, 
I think, and there's still people today, they're like, you were the best. And I was like, it was probably because I intuitively gave you what you needed. Like, I don't think I had many clients tell me what to do. They're like, whatever you want, because I knew, I just knew what they wanted. I knew what they needed. I knew where I could take risks and not take risks. And and now I just apply that to things that I think are probably a little bit more important to the self-development journey. (laughs) Yep. I feel the same way. Yeah. Yeah. So I don't know. I wonder um, any any hairstylists that may be listening to this start start checking in with how you feel before work, during work, and after. And I'm sure that it's going to be drastically different because if you are absorbing everything when you get off, I mean, I remember just being so exhausted. I don't remember how I got home. The radio wasn't on, and I just would just get home and be like, I couldn't tell you what roads I took because I was depleted. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that was a, a one main difference that I noticed between doing the work of hair and doing the work uh, spirit, you know, is that I felt the same way. And it was giving, 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 because I could see the needs of the people in front of me. And I wanted to give to them more than I wanted to care for my own needs. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah, it got to a point where it was just completely depleted all the time. And the social aspect of it was energizing and then very quickly depleting for yes. me because I need to hide away from people. I I have a limit. And then I'm like, yeah. okay, I gotta, I gotta go reconnect with myself. Right. Yep. Um, but so but we're I'm, not taught that. We're not taught that. No, especially as women. Yeah. Yeah. But so, yeah, I, uh, I would leave depleted all the time because it was a one way energy exchange for the most part. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, when I had decided Actually, I decided, so I did hair for 28 years. And it was probably the last three years that I was like, I know I don't want to do this for much longer. And I can't imagine what I could possibly do. One, that would make me the kind of money that I made because I had a, I made a very good living doing hair. Uh, and much like you, I feel the same way. I mean, I was a good hairdresser, but I feel like I just connected with people on a level that made them so comfortable that they didn't want to leave, right? Um, but so when I... Uh, I wasn't sure how I was also going to get the connection that I got to have to be able yeah. to get into people's stories and to share with each other. And, you know, I loved that aspect. And so now here I get to do this work, which I have to say the feeling, the passion that I feel now, I've never felt passion in my entire life. I mean, that's how it feels. And it is such a, uh, an energy exchange from spirit and I that it's almost, it doesn't really matter who's in front of me. It's like, it, I don't get depleted. I do, I do know when I'm starting to very much like socially, when I'm like, okay, I've had, I've had a lot of talking. Yes. It's kind of the same thing with spirit. It's not that, oh, my body, you know, I'm not energy sick. I'm, I thankfully never had to experience uh, that, that sect, that belief. I have not either. When I, I had to ask what people were talking about. Yeah. Yeah. Like I, maybe we were energy sick our whole lives. And then now that we're going to spirit, we're not. And so we're like, what? what? Like, oh, that's just being too human. No, I have no idea. I don't want to take, I'm not trying to discredit anything, but funny I, that's probably all true. I know is I felt like shit most of my life. And now that I'm working with spirit, I feel pretty good. Oh, hell yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, so now I get to meet with these beautiful people all day, every day and uh, have a walk away going satisfied, tired from a hard day's work, but it's not hard. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, I, I adore it. I, I just can't even imagine doing anything else. Thank you. <laughs> I love, so I will have a day of readings. I don't, I think I'm trying to think of the most readings I did in a day. I think I might've done six. 
in a day, which is a lot. Um, and that's not normal. Uh, but I don't, I'm energized. I am energized. Like they really do lift me up. What doesn't lift me up is what I did today. And that was recording modules all day. And for some reason I break electronics. I like, I, I have this thing where I don't want to push pause. I want to like do it in one run. So I'll like stop 11 minutes in and start over like ridiculous. My podcast guy was like, why do you do that? I'm like, I don't know. I don't like what is wrong. But I think cause it's the, you know how, when you're channeling the flow is happening and I, I really need to get over this. And I'm, I don't even know why I just am talking about this right now, but that is draining to me when I'm working with people, when I'm serving people, when I'm doing session, absolutely energizing. <laughs> yeah. 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 I feel the same way. I, you know, <laughs> children. I know they're so cute back there. I love it. They are adorable. Um, my, my house on the prairie moment. It, is. It, it totally looks much different looking out this window than it does when you're outside. So I'm glad, <laughs> I'm glad it looks pretty. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I feel like, um, especially when I do weekend events, when I, when I do, I work with a local, um, group that does uh, metaphysical fairs oh, nice. which is also funny because I always said I'm never gonna do that <laughs> right? I'm like, oh, my God, this is so great right and so um you know we'll have a, a booth there so I'm probably doing mm, six to eight individual readings a day and then I do a demonstration each day for an hour so oh I'm, my gosh yeah it's like, yeah it's like connecting with 10 to 15 and are these like hour-long readings no the ones I do at the booth are only a half hour Okay. So, um, yeah. I, oh God. So you have time to, I know I was like, damn, you're gonna, like, I can't imagine your hours then. So you have time to kind of like no. cleanse the space and take a minute. No, because I am in a group. I'm at a fair. I am just, people are coming and Holy I, moly. I gotta say, I don't, I'm not one who clears. Um, I, I just, that's a whole nother thought process. I'm not one who clears because I have only experienced the light. So, um, although I do now see that maybe people who do resonate a little bit lower frequency than me and has a little more of that lower vibrational chatter that they're aware of, mm -hmm. that's why I'm going to start clearing. A friend just talked to me about that. And I was like, oh, I didn't even think about that, that other people might tune into a frequency that I just don't tune into and they may be feeling something, but no, I, I usually don't clear. So um, when you say you don't clear, just so the listeners understand this, um, you know, there, there's a lot of things around spiritual work and what people say when they say clear is usually, um, with, you could do it with, um, like sage, which is a, a negative ionic smoke release into the room that, um, you know, is going to neutralize the energy in that space and make sure that nothing is lingering around that may affect your next session or the person or you. Um, and then there's the power of intention, which is like how I clear, which I just say thank yeah. you for everyone that, you know, um, has assisted me in this space. And it's, it's not even said out loud anymore because my, the power of intention for me is so strong. Like I can clear my house like pretty quickly yeah. by just that. And so um, what Amanda is saying is that her relationship with spirit is very strong and that her clearing is probably done through intention. Is that right? Or is it just sort of like already um, a, a boundary and something you have set in place of, I work with the light, I offer the light, I only let the light in, there's no reason for me to clear. Yeah, 
Yeah, because when I used to, um, you know, say a prayer or set an intention before, it was very similar to that, mm-hmm. that, um, you know, I, I would only accept things from the light for the light uh, to be used by the light. And if there was any lower vibrational energy, that it would then also go to the light to be transmuted mm-hmm. by the light. Mm-hmm. The light. So it could just be simply that because that has always been my intention. But you said something how you clear that was like, oh. Maybe that's what I do because I very much think the the souls that have come forward to offer their healing to their loved ones in front of me, I'm so grateful for the interaction with them. And then I also thank my sitter for allowing me to benefit pretty much from their experience because I very much see that and feel that as I am a conduit of this love. It is flowing through me. And that is why I think my healing has been so accelerated in my emotional, my trauma, my, you know, all of that kind of stuff, because I'm always working with this light and I always get to have the benefit of this. So Mm -hmm. I walk away with a deep sense of gratitude and that I have been on, you know, it's been an honor to be able to participate in that. So maybe that's just clearing it anyways. I, I don't know. <laughs> I think so. And I, I just, um, with people listening, I want them to be aware of, um, you know, hearing Amanda who does this for a living and really, really has gotten familiar with doing group readings, which group readings are a whole nother ball game. It's something that I haven't, I've done a few and I, I'm not going to say that they were good or bad. It's just, um, it's a lot more energy coming at you and she can handle that and manage that. But if you aren't very, very clear on your own energy, your own auric field, your own identity, clearing is going to be something that you really do need to do. Because if you're an empath and things are entering into your field and you haven't had the discernment to know exactly who and what you are without other energy affecting you, then clearing is necessary because you don't know what's yours and what is not. And and it kind of messes with um, your mental health. Yeah. Yeah. And how I've been, my husband and I've been talking about this because my guides have been kind of showing me uh, uh, this concept. And then it's funny how when my guides start talking about it, then I hear it in different uh, verbiage, right? But it's this um, feeling of, I know that there are lower level, uh, lower vibrational level things of this, (laughs) this world that we live in. Yes. I've seen them, I've experienced it, I've lived in it, you know, um, and so I know that it exists. And I feel like because of the work and the healing that I have done, and then the work with spirit that I get to do, um, there just seems to be less and less awareness of the, even the existence of a lower vibration. You don't give it attention. Yeah. So, be, but in the beginning, I did. I used sage before each reading. I used, and this was before I even did readings. I would do it afterwards. I would make sure I cleared my house. I cleared me. Then I kind of got to a place of confidence in my own, the power of my intuition and seeing how intuition was driving everything that I did. Mm-hmm. And so then it was became, oh, I see for me, burning the sage is, is an external manifestation of my internal intention. So now it's just this beautiful ritual that I'm doing. And then I got to the point where I was like, I just don't even feel like I need that. And so I feel like I'm pretty intentional most of the time. I do yeah. get sidetracked every once in a while by my human behavior. And it's like, oh, God, I forgot yes. it was still that much human, right? <laughs> yeah. yeah. 
Yeah. But, you know, so back to the, you know, doing the the group, uh, the weekend things. So, you know, I'm doing all of those readings. So probably during each of those days, I'm probably connecting with, I don't know, anywhere from 20 to 30 spirits, right? Yeah. Oh my God. And then I do an evening event the night, the, the night between. Um, that is a little separate event. And those are usually around two hours. So I know a lot of really, really good mediums and people who do readings and energy work and all of that, that that would be way too much. And they're good. And they've been doing it way longer than I have. And they have way more like, you know, uh, tools in their tool belt and whatnot. I just know that for me, um, Spirit has been very kind <laughs> to not allow me to go over my physical boundaries anymore. They cut me off. They give me like the little time sign. They slap their wrist and they're like time. Uh, and or anyone who's communicating kind of recedes out like the like the water. And it's like no more. And so I feel like I have a little extra. That's the part that I feel as a gift. Mm-hmm. I never had to set boundaries I never had to clear. I never had to, like, I didn't have to develop a lot of these things. So that's the part of my life that I feel like is a gift because I've seen a lot of people have to get over their ego, get through a lot of their self-confidence and stuff, which, and I did that too, but much quicker and to a lesser degree. So that's the part of my mediumship experience that I think is, yeah, that's the the gift. (laughs) Is that Well, and it could be like also too, just a memory. Like it could have been like, once you open the door, you, you had the download of where you were at in you know, your last lifetime or how, you know, however it works, we're still figuring it out. But we're so multidimensional that there's a facet of you that it's more of a memory of like, I remember, all right, here we go. You know, you've done the work, whether it's in this lifetime or another. Yeah. And I feel like, uh, I feel like I did a lot of the work in my human uh, up until that point. So um, because like I said earlier, like I was always feeling like I would always tell people I am so physically lazy, but man, I run marathons in my brain. Mm. Like it's just like, there's always so much work and always a lot of evaluation and always wanting to like, I want to learn from this. So I don't have to deal with it anymore. (laughs) When it comes to me, I want to know how, how, how I got over it the last time. So I was always trying to extract the why behind everything. Me too. Yeah. And I think that everything has an energy, what I like to say, imprint, like a fingerprint. And yeah. so it, it, I used to say that it would widen my uh, variety or audience of people I could help because I can see and remember what they're going through or what is yeah. current. But now I realize that things get brought up that I never experienced. And so it was, it was like, okay, I went through all this. So then I have more of an instant memory of like, yes, I, I identify with that. I identify with that. I recognize that. And then the more comfortable I get with that communication with spirit now, it's like they're bringing in stuff that I, I, I'm learning too. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it, that's part of what my, I feel like my guides have been showing me and what uh, I've been being asked you know, for. And so I I always feel like when I keep hearing the same requests over and over and over, that that's obviously somewhere that I need to to pay attention. Right. And it's what you're moving through right now, what you're downloading right now, you're going to have like 10 clients in the next month. And you're like, Oh, yeah. Yeah. One of those big things has been um, the integration of 
more soul to the human experience mm. and um, and bringing back um, all of the parts of ourselves that we have tucked away to keep them safe or cut them off because they were undesirable or all of that and to integrate ourselves in a way that um, gives us everything that we have been needing and wanting and asking for other from other people, right? And so that's what I'm, I'm being asked <laughs> to do. And I love it because I do get to um, recycle, you know, in a sense, all yeah. of this pain and trauma that I went through and, and, but more than what I went through, how I got through it and how I was able to kind of step up on the trash heaps as opposed to get buried under it. Right. Yeah. And so that's what I feel like I have to give people is an ability to see them in their own disconnection and to help them integrate in the ways that they're ready for in that moment. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and yeah, some of it, I, I have never had that experience, but for me, again, it's less about the experience and it's more, like you said, the energetic fingerprint that it left. That's what I like to deal with. I, we don't, we don't need to dig up the trauma because then your body's going to be going, Oh, you know, it's happening again. Right. So in a session, like, just that we do when we're talking, we're not offering someone like somatic release or helping them with the bodily um, trauma. Yeah, it very much is. Uh, I, I am going to use everything that I have to help you do this right now. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, I've actually developed a, um, a recent kind of obsession with somatic healing. And so now mm-hmm. I think my, my body because, you know, I don't know, I, we've talked about the clairs, but I'm very clear cognizant. So clear knowing is my dominant, but then I am clear sentience. And so I feel things in the body. And now through learning about somatics, my body now is like, here's where the trauma is. Like, I swear it's like that's, women in their hips. It's just that's, like, that's what, that is what's drawing me to somatic because it's like, I got residual stuff here that I don't know how to figure out. And I know it's physical because I haven't got to the energetics. Yep. So let me help me release this. So yep. that's yep. why I want to learn it. And then I know, because that's what I see in other people. Yes. I want to help them release. Yes. Yeah. And then you have the Reiki background too. So, I mean, it, it all works together. And yeah. the more that we can learn about really any healing modality will only serve us because we'll have more recognition points. And it's not saying that mediums have to know everything to be able to heal, but I do think it's a faster process if we constantly work on ourselves and our human experience and what is, you know, as I love psychology so much, psychology supports where we've been and spirituality is more about where we're going is the way that I look at it. And so I lean on psychology a lot because it gives me the proper words and backing and history to support what's coming through. But then it's also like, okay, like I have this information, but then we're going to take a risk in this area because this is what needs to be healed. And there's no proof yet. They haven't really figured that out yet. Yeah. Yeah. And that's funny. uh, Something you said sparked a thought about um, the word mediumship and how I know when you speak about it and when I speak about it, this is a healing modality. This is about healing. And I think when I, when I hear the word mediumship, I think evidence, evidence that life continues. That's what I think of. And it's like, no, I mean, yeah, that's kind of the, of course, that's the thing that we can agree on when we're going to enter into this, you know, this, this uh, co-creative experience of healing. Right. And so, yeah, because 
yeah, that's probably why I don't like it. I just love it when I'm in the middle of conversation. Yeah, me too. All about myself. Yeah. <laughs> well, I think when I think of mediumship, I just think that I'm a conduit of information, like past the human experience. So it it doesn't trigger me, but I love that you like are talking through it. Like you and I are verbal processors. So it's, it's awesome that you're doing that in the here and now, but for some some reason I always thought of mediumship medium means conduit. Like that's all I am. I'm an, I'm an open portal of communication. And, uh, and then that's why I wanted my business to be the medium ship experience. Cause it's an experience I'm having. And if you're under that umbrella with me, it will be an experience you're having too. And we all then have room for it to be vastly different. Yeah. Oh, I love that. I want to okay. stand under your umbrella. <laughs> <laughs> Now I'm hearing the song. <laughs> I'm not even. It's gonna... probably going to be red with my red lipstick and like some heels because that's really appropriate to wear in the rain, right? Well, of course, it, it doesn't matter about appropriate. You always look fire okay. when you were talking about when I was doing a live and you were in the kitchen cooking tacos and you had your hair in a bun. Oh my god, woman, you looked beautiful. <laughs> you could wake up with like raccoon eye makeup from the night before, hung over with drool on the side of your mouth. Oh my god, beautiful. Stop. <laughs> because like I tell my daughter, you know what? You're only pure, pretty on the outside when you're pretty on the inside. So like somebody who is very uh, physically beautiful ceases to be so when, you know, that the energy of that, you know, lower vibrational stance that they sit in. And for you, like, not only do you have a beautiful soul, but then you chose a beautiful body to incarnate <laughs> into it. So it's like, you are like the perfect, the perfect uh, human experience of someone who wants to experience the finer things of being a human. So I just, I love it. I, I'm so... You're making me blush so much right now. Oh, so I'm going to tell, I'm going to tell Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. How I met you and, and why it is that I gush about you the way that I do, you know, because uh, I will not forget we were in, I, I forget the class, but we were in a class that Danielle was teaching on Zoom and I had been in one with you before, but I, and I think I had heard you like comment or something once before I just got a new hat oh <laughs> remember I think I had that hat on and I was like feeling myself I don't even remember that but I remember you were up on my right on uh, my left corner on the top and I just kept looking at you and I was so drawn to you but it wasn't like a oh, I want to be her friend. It was like this instantaneous, oh my God, she makes me so uncomfortable. <laughs> and then I started to, and this is, this is how I want to live my life all the time. And this is really my thought process for most of my day. Oh my God, she makes me so uncomfortable. Oh, why am I wanting to judge her? Oh, this is really interesting. Hmm. Oh, and so then I start talking to my guides about it. And it was seeing the confidence in you, they showed me um, that you were a balance for me. So it wasn't even I needed to get more of what you had or be less of what I am, but there was some sort of balance. And so when we started talking, I think I even texted a message. You messaged me a voice message and you're like, I need to know you. <laughs> yeah, because because uh, you know we all I think we are most of us are pretty aware of the alarm signals that go off when we meet someone and we're like oh no fear fear danger danger, 
But I am also very aware of that fear, fear, ego, danger, ego, danger of somebody where the discomfort makes me want to lean in because I know there's something there for me. And I knew, and I still know that there is something there for me to learn from just being in your presence. And I think part of what it is, is that we have a lot of the same abilities, like we've honed a lot of the same abilities. We have a lot of similar thought processes And yet I can look at you and fully 100% admire everything about you and not want to be like you. And that is uncommon for me because normally I see someone, they have something I want, or I I, like admire something that I want to bring it into my life. But what I love is that I can sit in this harmony with you, two very different people. Like I am very like, I mean, anyone who is watching this sees, I'm like, my hands are everywhere. I'm bobbing around. I can't sit still. I talk. I've noticed I'm, I've noticed on this call, I've started to rock (laughs) and I do not rock. And it's because you're a rocker. I am. I always tell people, take a Dramamine before you come. Cause when the energy starts flowing, we're going to start rocking. <laughs> so, but you know, everybody, and then looking at you, just how I've always seen you as so poised and you seem so in control and all of that. And it's like, I love that contrast. I love knowing that I don't have to place you above me or me above you. Like I don't have to do anything. Yeah. I get to just fully enjoy you. And it's like, Oh, I see why. I like, adore you. Balance. Thank you so much. <laughs> thank you. Thank you. Thank you. And like, I want to add on to that for the listeners, um, just because the way that you're speaking is so profound to me, but I want to make sure that it comes off the right way that you mean it. And so when you see somebody that you might be jealous or envious of, that sometimes can be something that you're picking up from them. So you're empathically identifying that they are trying to be something that they are not. So it's the jealousy in them, not you. Um, Not always, but, you know, use your awareness around that. And so I really have worked hard to be in my truth. And so what Amanda is saying is she witnesses me in my truth. And that's why there's no need to be anything else but her around me because I'm 100% me. No, no. I mean, I'm human, not always, but like in the settings that she met me in, we're, we're doing, we're doing the work We're you know, we're really committing to spirit. We're in these classes that we hours upon hours of trying to understand, figure out our craft, like dissect the philosophy around it all. And in that space, I know I'm in my truth. I know I'm in my heart and there, there's no reason to be competitive. And I I don't have this whole, I want to be more like, I want to be less like, and, and then she sees that therefore then it makes space for her to be the exact same. And that's when you know that you're in good company. And when you're in safe company, energetically, when you feel seen that you can be you, and then you really admire the person that you're around. And it's rare because we, a lot of people are, we're taught to do the work on the outside, not the inside. Yeah. We want to look a certain way where most of my life, I was denying my inner feminine. I was denying how feminine I really am. Mm. And so I, I probably come off a little harsher than I am. Who knows why? But when you get to know me, I'm all mush, as you know, Amanda. <laughs> well, but you know, even in that, like, I, d- I think that you're such a great balance. And maybe maybe it's just because I've seen you in your balanced state yeah. of masculine and feminine. I because- probably am more balanced than I give myself credit. It's just the mushy part is so mushy. (laughs) 
Well, but the mushy part to me, and maybe this is part of just our alignment. It, yes. I see your mushy side. Because <laughs> mm-hmm. I call you myself do. a sloppy puppy. So you're mushy. I'm a sloppy puppy, right? Yeah. yeah. But, but I, I think that's probably wise because I can, I can see that within you. Mm-hmm. And then you also have this beautiful strength around you. So I, I'm able to see both of those. Yeah. And then I'm able to see... Oh, that's so beautiful, you beautifully unique. And then look at me. I'm like sloppy puppy, but then I I have that core of seriousness, right? And fire, fire, fire. Yeah. So I think we're just I think we're just a little bit opposite in which part of that personality that we like lead with. And so yes, watching you be in your power unapologetically and also when I feel, I feel like when you are um, get into any place where you uh, kind of start to shrink back or you get a little self-conscious mm-hmm. or whatever, there's still a confidence in the fact that you're able to acknowledge that. Like, oh God, I can't believe I did. Like in the moment, you're catching these things. So that's even a strength. <laughs> so you're always human. I'm going to put you in my pocket and just take you out every day and be like, okay, talk to, me. talk to me. Do it. Do it. Oh, <laughs> as, as you feed me snacks. <laughs> oh my gosh! Yeah, I am. I definitely can do the snacks. Dinner yeah. sometimes, like I like to make a big dinner, and it has to be pretty. So the day to day, like a Tuesday night dinner, not so great at. But I could make you a little charcuterie board and some popcorn. <laughs> any moment, like it, all the things in my kitchen. It's like, what are we just gonna have charcuterie and like snacks every day? I'm like, yeah, that's how I'd like to live. <laughs> You can't live that way when you live with a household boys. It just doesn't work. No. <laughs> oh, you're so sweet. You just filled my cup. Thank you so much for seeing me, for doing this podcast, for supporting me. You've yeah. just been such a cheerleader. I did freak out that one time with your friend when you called and you wanted me. Um, you were asking me for some um, help. Do you remember? Yes, you do remember. And that I was like, oh my gosh, because... I think I just hold you on a pedestal, which I know we say we're not supposed to do that, but I've seen you work so profoundly. Um, and I think that that was a, a moment that I was like, oh my gosh. And then it worked out. It, it worked out beautifully. <laughs> it's so beautiful. Yeah. So, which I'm going to, I have to brag on you. I don't know how, how, I don't know how long your podcasts are, but I, I can talk to you. For when we're hours. done. <laughs> you have to edit. You have to edit, right? When we're done. Yeah, but I, I, but I, because it's also was a very cool uh, lesson for me in mediumship and me actually. Yeah, yeah. So I, so I had a friend who passed away, um, but uh, I didn't know uh, at the point that I contacted you if she had actually passed away yet or not, because I know that she was within days of death or dying, death and dying. And up to that point, I had done some readings where somebody um, who was still here, who had Alzheimer's or dementia or was in a coma, I was Mm. able to connect with as though they were on the other side. And so I knew that it was possible because I had experienced it in my own world. But when I contacted you, it was, I don't know if she's gone. I think she's gone. Could you tune in? Because it was, it was a very, very important person to me in my life. And, um, and, and you did. And it was so great. And it was like, even the messages that you gave me about the relationship that she and I had, even down to, did she have a chihuahua? <laughs> Do you remember that? And I was like, well, I know she had a cat. And you're like, I think I know the difference between a cat and a dog. <laughs> I was like, I fucking love you. <laughs> yes. And then when I, then, then I found out after this poignant reading with a lot of evidence that she was still here. 
And so I was able to go see her. And when I asked her, you know, did you have a chihuahua? Let's let's preface this with this is Lori and she is Mexican woman raised in a Mexican family and she hates stereotypes. And so I I think I even said to you, that would be, I don't think she would ever have a chihuahua. <laughs> right? And so when I asked her this, here she is dying and I'm asking, did you have a chihuahua? And she looks at me, massive clarity and says, yep. I was like, no, you did not. What was its name? And then she kind of swam off into her morphine, you know, world and then came back and Paquito. (laughs) And I was like, oh, you're shitting me. Little Mexican woman had a chihuahua named Paquito, right? Like, I cannot believe that you allowed this to happen, right? And, uh, And it was such a moment of awe in the communication of the soul. And so that's why the whole like label on mediumship as being just communicating with people who have crossed over, Mm -hmm. it's just so limiting for what it actually is. Yeah. The soul, the soul was ready to go, I think, because it was like her dad was there and then that chihuahua was there probably to help her cross as, you know, as we develop, we learn more and more about well, everything, we just learned more discernment and yeah. I didn't have that discernment. I really felt that her, she had left the body and maybe yeah. it was in that transition point And it was just, I was nervous, but the emotion, remember how fast all that came out of me? I mean, I probably said, I didn't stop talking for 10 minutes and it was so, so yeah. potent, but I was so nervous too. Cause I was like, Oh my God, Amanda's so good at this, but, uh, through it all, you got to go and then have a conversation with her. Yeah. And sometimes it's like, does it matter if spirits in the body or not? If the healing is there and the message is there? Well, because I've seen numerous times when I'm connected with somebody that uh, a soul on the other side that they're showing me during the death and dying process where it's almost like their consciousness steps back mm-hmm. where I receive. This is where I always receive the back of my head is kind of where I that's where the information feels like it's coming from when it's from spirit. And uh, the front is where I usually feel information coming from the person's soul, which I think is very common um, tell, right? And they have shown me in the death and dying process where it's like their consciousness steps back a bit. So there are things that are happening in the physical body that they are very aware of. They are experiencing it, but not to the extreme that the human eye looking at them sees because they consciousness has stepped back a bit. It started to kind of pull away from the body, so to speak. And so I believe that that's very much what happened is that you were able to connect with her because she was in that state where she was a little more soul than she was human anymore. Yeah. Yeah. And, but you also mentioned her having a son, which I was like, no, no, she's never had any pregnancies, blah, blah, blah. And it was the piece of information that I was stuck on until I remembered that um, she had a kidney transplant when I first met her and it was a young male teenage boy who was in a car accident. And that's exactly what you had seen. And it was like, Oh my God, you're even connecting with the boy who gave her his kidney. I mean, it was so amazing. So amazing. <laughs> oh, that just gave me goosebumps. I didn't, I guess I didn't know. I didn't know or remember that. I just have goosebumps. See, I mean, this work is just nuts. And I don't know if you ever knew this, but my sister-in-law, um, who I just am so close with. We, we are like real sisters. She logged on to one of your lives and had to log off and you connected with her grandmother on the live. And she, I, yeah. did she, did you get her message? 
I don't know if she messaged me personally, but I do remember like everything you said about the shoes, about, um, I, I don't remember because I actually didn't listen to the live, but I do remember her reaffirming like how everything was spot on and how healing it was. And so things like this keep us going. And then obviously they support you and whoever's listening and others in their healing journey to know like, this is not just makeup, makeup. This is not, this is real, real, real. And um, Danielle said something in her interview that I just have to bring up again because I just love it so much. And now I probably repeated this three times, but I could repeat it on every podcast <laughs> because I want people to know, but um, I, I get annoyed when people say you talk to dead people. It just bugs me. I'm like, no, I don't like, it's not it's like, no, I don't. And, um, and she said, no, they're much more alive than we are. We're the ones that are limited. And that goes back to what you said at the very beginning on, it's not just mediumship, it's communication as a whole. And spirit is so much more awake and alive than we are because we came here to earth school to have this body to do the work. And it's, it's. Um, gosh, I can't say dumb down. That's like the worst thing I could say, but like, that's how it feels. It's like, we're kind of like, we're, we're, help me with, like, because this, well, what's funny is I just had this conversation. Uh, I won't even get into the backstory because my ADHD brain wants to fill in all the blanks. So the context of what I'm about to say, but it doesn't need the backstory. Right. uh, We were just talking yesterday about that very thing about, um, so, you know, when I said, I spent about 10 years in in the Christian church and I don't remember what the scripture was or whatever, but it was something to the effect of, you know, Jesus uh, placing down his, uh, divinity to come to to incarnate and i'm like i can see that on an energetic level because just the fact that we are contained within a human body i mean that right there it in a sense it retards the amount of growth that we can actually do because we are in this contained environment that we are can we can't even use all that we are all that we are can't even fit into the body that mm-hmm. we're within so yeah it, it, we are kind of a dumbed down version of ourselves in order to learn these things. If, if the fullness of our consciousness was deposited in our human experience, what fun would it be? Because we <laughs> manipulate everything, anything, you know, manifestation yeah. would happen yeah. like that. Like, what would the fun be? There is something about, like, when you play a video game, you know, the longer you're there, the harder the level gets. Mm-hmm. And for a lot of us, we're like, yeah, I'm tapping out. This is a little too hard. And then there's others who will go forward and be like, no, man, I want to see, like, how many levels does this thing have? Mm-hmm. I want to go back and I want to do this, right? So, yeah, there definitely is something to that. Yeah. <laughs> having and, it, and it's painful. Like, it, it, it's a painful journey. You know, yeah. it's not, we, we learn through our body and our body feels things on a deep level. And so when you pick this life, when you pick this journey of ascension and evolution, it's, it doesn't feel good until it does. Yeah. And you don't know how you got here until you did. And then you're like, wow, it's a beautiful life. (laughs) Yeah. You know, it's funny um, because I, I, I have heard that. I've heard that sentiment before about like, you, you won't know, you, you know, won't know how you did it until you did it. Mm-hmm. And I, I think one of the beautiful ways that spirit works with me is that um, I don't wonder how I got here. Like I can see the thread Good. and 
I love that because it makes me, it's that whole idea of polarity, right? Like I love being able to even momentarily, especially when I'm around someone who has a similar trauma or a similar experience or whatever, to be able to experience even a touch of what I felt during that time makes me so much more grateful for where I am now, which puts me in a higher vibrational state, which means that I can commune with yeah. this world even easier. So I love that I don't, I don't have to give that up. However, I have, in a sense, been able to rewrite my history because of the information and the healing that I've gotten from the connection. And yeah, so I am. And and another thing that I feel, I don't feel, I absolutely know 100% that they do, which I don't see a lot with other mediums. Uh, And so I think, oh, like people who might be a little more like the spiritualist church is just a little more, um, uh, what's the word, organized in how they present how to do a reading and whatnot would probably cringe watching me work <laughs> because it's, it, it's fun. <laughs> it's gotten even, we should, we should read for each other again so you can see what I'm talking about. Yes, I'd love to. Um, I receive the images, the, the knowings, the feelings that, you know, like we all do. We kind of, re- I feel like we receive all of it at once, all of the clairs gets a little bit, but the one that we speak the clearest is the one that we kind of grab onto. We understand that one a little bit more, right? And so then it's like they funnel it through my life experience and then bring my experience forward. And that's how I'm able to understand what they're saying because they're showing how I felt and what I did or, you know, somebody Mm -hmm. in my And so I always tell people, you're going to learn a lot about me as well because that would be kind of odd for them to have to be so bared at a soul level and me being able to read into things that they might not even know that I'm going to access. And I just be closed off like a therapist. Well, I'll, we'll hear about you, but not about me. And I'm like, no, this is a very intimate conversation that we're having. And all of us need to be metaphorically in the same state of undress, right. In Mm -hmm. front of each other. So I, I find it's, um, it's a way for me to really be able to hold on to the gratitude because on a daily basis, I'm reminded of like, it makes me want to cry, but I'm reminded of how far I've come, you know? I think, I mean, a theme for you would be I'll I'll go first. Yeah. Yeah. That's what it sounds like. It's like you went first and now spirit uses what you've been through to help them. Yeah. Beautiful. It is. It is. Thank you (laughs) for sharing your heart. As always, you are a hundred percent heart and you come and you show and you share and you give and you love. And I just, I feel it's a privilege to know you. So thank you so much for being on my podcast that I finally did. You finally did. Then see, you went first. I'll go next. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) And I did pull a card for you. Um, I like to do this at the beginning of a session or a podcast. So I want to read it for you, but I also, anyone that's listening that just is totally in alignment and in love with Amanda, like I am, I want you to listen to this as well, because I think it's a beautiful message. Um, it's the card, the rose deck that I've been playing with Oracle of the roses by Sherilyn Darcy. And it's the advocate. It's a very beautiful, um, antique looking rose. Yeah. And, uh, I'm going to read it for you guys. So time for teamwork enlisting the help of others and a little bit of fact finding i know like, i can do it all Just no not me i can't do it all okay oh, oh, okay so then that would be me like i'm like i can do it all and i need so this is for me as well then by all means speak up but brush up on your communication skills by pausing to listen 
until you are certain that your message will be taken in the right context and be as effective as possible. If you are stuck, then you need to reevaluate your um, commitments. I'm sorry. The advocate is dedicated to chart change for the greater good, and they will create a life that revolves around this. Those in this sphere are thought of as team and family members working with them in all sorts of capacities for the sacred vision. Your question is, what motivates you? The meaning and uses of this card are commitment, friendship, communication, meditation, and persuasion. And the astrological sign is Aries. Because I love Aries. I think that's my, so wait, your sun sign is, I'm Scorpio. And then it would be, what's the next one that you ask? It's not the moon, it's the rising. Rising. Okay, I'm pretty sure I'm an Aries rising because my daughter is an Aries. And I was like, oh, okay, (laughs) I see. I can see that. I can see that. (laughs) I think when I said fire, that would be the fire. (laughs) For sure. Um, I love that though. I, I love the advocate. And I think that that totally resonates with you. Yeah, that's a beautiful card. And I was laughing in the beginning because uh, I, I have been asking for help because I have felt so stalled. Like I have all of these things I want to do, but I have no clue how to get there. Yeah. And it's like boom, 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 boom. And all of a sudden I have all of these beautiful women who are coming around me going, hey, we want to help. We want to do this. We want to do that. Oh no, you can't. And I'm like, I'm just going to say yes and thank you. Surrender. I'm ready to receive. Yes. Yes. I need to take some of that too. And it's all about the tech and the back end of my business. I just, I really do put myself in a situation that is not good. So I, I'm going to go with you on that and ask for help. I'm ready to receive help on all the tech. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Well, please um, tell the listeners your Instagram handle, your website, and your offerings if you have anything special going on anything that you want them to know i would really love for them to support you find you and taste your magic super easy because it's the same across the board facebook instagram my email and my website are all medium amanda gale g-a-i-l so uh at gmail is my um my email address so yeah i I don't um i'm having a difficult time like uh, categorizing a session with me for people to choose. So I do have mediumship session. I do have soul reading, and then I also have soul coaching and that's what I am offering right now. So, um, but really in essence, when you sit in front of me, like whatever your need is right there, if I can meet that need, we're meeting that need. So (laughs) they're all about the same price. They're all about the same time frame. So it's like, I just, uh, if someone, I love how you put it uh, about if you feel aligned with me or, or you're drawn to me or whatnot, then we are aligned. And I fully feel that. And I know that I cannot help everybody. My personality alone, which I, I love, <laughs> I love that I finally <laughs> accept all of my weirdness and my quirky awkwardness and all of that. But even, but I know that for some people, even that would be a turnoff because they are not sloppy puppy. So I know I cannot help everybody, but I know that if someone is in front of me and they have a question um, of if I can help them, then I want to try. And so, um, yeah, people can reach out to me um, however they like, the Facebook, the Messenger, the Instagram, the email, um, and we can see if we're aligned. But um, I really just wanted to come on here and have a talk with you because I love it. (laughs) 
And I had asked Spirit the day, the night before you um, messaged me about this. Hey, could you get me on somebody's podcast so I know what it's like to be a um, a guest before I start my own? And I woke up to your message. So, oh my gosh, are you kidding? Yeah, so I was like, oh yeah, this is awesome. So thank you for you know listening. Well, this is it. It's easy peasy. We're just hanging out, you and me, talking about what we love and who we are, and it's 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 pretty easy. And I'll help you along the way if you have any questions. Oh, you know, I will. (laughs) You know, I will. (laughs) Oh, girl. All right. So you guys, please find Amanda Gale. She's amazing. She does group readings on Instagram. You'll, You'll just love those. Being in her energy is a good time no matter what. And I just hope that you'll find her, support her. I will see you. Well, we'll be in communication, of course, but I will see you live and in person in September, Amanda, as you are retreat. If that interests you at all, there are four spots left and it is on my website, www.themediumexperience.com. I hope you enjoy your weekends. I love you guys. And I will see you in the next episode. Thank you for joining Champagne Channeling. I hope this started off your weekend beautifully. If you would like to learn more about our guest, please visit the show notes for more information. If you would like to support me, you can leave a written review, which helps the podcast grow, or you may toast your host at the link in the show notes for a glass or a bottle of champagne. I love you guys. Thank you for joining. Again, cheers to a beautiful weekend, and I will see you next week.